Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I'm so happy to be with you again today as we consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey, so I hope you're taking advantage of everything that we offer. You can subscribe to this twice-a-week podcast, and if you sign up for our newsletter, you'll get more from me and advance notice of things that are coming up. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out. In today's episode, I'll be answering a listener's question that came in via email. This question came from Rebecca, and she had some interest in knowing what to do when your worst fear happens. So, Rebecca, thank you for sending your question in. And I'm glad that we could get to this, and I hope that you are hearing our answer today. And this question is good for everyone. Even if you are not in Rebecca's shoes, you will be able to relate to what to do, how are we to handle when what we are fearing or what we have feared actually happens. It is moved out of our imagination and moved into our reality. Again, Rebecca, thank you for sending your question. Rebecca says, Hi, Gina. I am a longtime listener to your show, and I like how you really touch on so many things that a person experiences when they have the awful thing of health anxiety. My question is, is what a person to do? Or how do you deal with the very thing that is your worst fear when it happens? This has happened to me, not in a full-blown way, but enough that I have had to have treatment and surgery. It was awful, followed by a horrible depression, and now, two years later, another scare. I just have not dealt with any of it well, and it has made my anxiety worse. Thank you for your time, Rebecca. Rebecca, thank you for sending that email. You are actually speaking what a lot of people talk to me about. By the time people come to see me often, they have not only had imaginary things in their mind that have been causing them anxiety, but have actually lived through some of these challenging situations that they feared. Life does happen, and it isn't always the way that we wanted it to be. So I want to talk about four areas that we need to bring into our lives, not only when we are anticipating with anxiety and fearful with anxiety, but when life throws us these situations that are very difficult. They take the wind out of our sails. And if you have had health anxiety and then you have a health event come up, such as Rebecca, what do you do? 
Now you're in it. And I want to say that people handle this very differently. And so we want to remember some of our basic ideas of being able to meditate before things happen to us. Just like we want to be able to have had some practice time with meditation, don't want to do it in the middle of a panic attack, that won't work. But after you have had weeks and months and years of meditation, when something happens, you have trained yourself how to come back to that center, how to come back to that place inside of us where things don't change, where the illness doesn't touch us. And this is a place we learn how to go to through our daily repetition and our daily ritual of meditation. Of course, we're not going to talk about meditation today. There's lots of podcasts on that, and there will be more coming uh, for meditation in the future. But we want to leave the door open for the meditation on a daily basis because it will, it may seem like, oh, why am I doing this? This doesn't do anything. This doesn't do anything. But when you are in situations such as what Rebecca is describing to us here, you will be very glad that you have this tool with you. Does it make everything rosy and go away? No, not even close, but it gives you a handle on it. It gives you a place to go that you are so well versed in and have been to so many times that you can drop in there even during difficult, challenging, emotional, and physical times, even with disease and surgery. So let's start off. Now that I have my meditation uh, soapbox put away, I want to remind you of the first point, which is acceptance. And so, Rebecca, what we need to do here is we need to accept that it is happening. We don't do well when we are wishing that it were different. Um, There is a place where it's not like I'm happy about this. This is a very big ordeal. This is painful. We're talking about illness or disease or accident, trauma, and we have to still accept it. We don't want to play with reality as if we are in control of it. We are in control of how we respond to reality, but we cannot control what is thrown at us. There are a lot of curveballs in life, and when you get them, You want to be centered and ready for them, right? Like not afraid of them and not anticipating them. That is how we get into the anxiety loop, but ready because you have been practicing. You've been having those curveballs thrown at you in smaller ways, and you have learned how to still go to your calm center and be able to accept what is. So that's the first piece, accepting what is. And that actually should be a whole podcast in and of itself. But accepting what is, there is a place of of being with reality straight on. I'm not turning my back from you. I see you. This is what's in front of me. And I accept it. 
I am not trying to manipulate it or massage it so that it turns into something else. Just stick with that for now. Acceptance. And the second piece is the actual surrendering to what is. So we've accepted it. We see this is it. Okay, this is what is happening. And for Rebecca, this has been, it was something that you actually feared ahead of time, and then it actually came into your life. And you've had treatment and surgery, and you write that it was awful. So surrender to that, that this, again, I've accepted the reality of this, and I have to surrender to it, meaning it doesn't mean that it was good or that you want it to happen or that you think it's okay. It is just surrendering to it, meaning you don't have a hard stance against it. Again, it it actually it kind of splits acceptance open a little bit more and that there's a personal surrender to it, meaning that we are not fighting it. We're not, and I don't mean that you're not doing things to treat yourself or not doing what is required to get better. Actually, that's a part of our healthy living, but surrendering to that the fact that this is all happening. And with that, we move to the next piece, which is actually leaning toward the uncertainty of this happening. Because, you know, first, uncertainty is in our mind. We are uncertain about a worry. And then for Rebecca, it came into her life. It came in full color right in front of her. But it still holds a lot of uncertainty it still holds something more to come in the future. And I want you, Rebecca, to be able to lean toward that versus turning away from it. This, again, is splitting this acceptance and surrender now open even wider by leaning in toward it and knowing that you don't know which way things will go. So what do we do? We do what we have learned in this journey of your health, of what is the next thing that is required to do or that I want to do for my health and well-being or for my um, to alleviate my pain or to come to terms with what is happening. We lean toward it and we do what is right in front of us without blowing up all of the possibilities because each step that we take opens up a whole nother can of worms of possibilities, right? Many things from each step that we take. We cannot be concerned with all of those. We need to handle the one that is right in front of us. So we bring ourselves back again. I know I talk about this a lot, but back to the present moment, what is right here in front of me. And maybe I am just recovering and I need to tend to my pain, and I need to focus on my breathing so that I can see where my pain is and so that I can actually visit it versus try to run away from it. When we go to our direct place of pain, whether it be emotional or physical, when we go to it, we are giving it a little bit of a different kind of attention and 
you're going to see it and feel it and totally experience it in a different way. So I want you to lean toward the uncertainty uh, of this illness and of the fact that it came about, which has probably opened up more um, worries or more anxiety. And so and you said you were. it was followed by a horrible depression and now another scare. So this is the time to take on this horrible depression and, and really, really look at it in a different way and see if this time coming out of this, you can take what you have learned through these other experiences through these challenges that you've had so far and use them to help you to cultivate a new way of being so that the depression, if it comes around this time, will look different to you and you will be able to see it in a different way and be able to face it and be with it. Like where you are being with the pain in a different way, we want to see those emotions also and not be afraid of them, not pull the covers up over our head with them, but to look at them and to ask them, what are, what is the message? There may be one, there may not be one, but to be able to be eye to eye with these feelings this time, because you've been through it before, so you have evidence Rebecca, that you have survived, that you have gotten through. And I want you to use that evidence to carry you again this time. And that's my final point, is to recall your ability to handle what comes and really go over the evidence. This is particularly important for you, Rebecca, because you have been down this road before and you want to see it as a uh, like a feather in your cap, you did it. And you came out the other side. Yeah, it was challenging. It was difficult. And there was so much to it. And that is a lot of how life is. We want to be able to say, I see it. Life is not always easy. And it can be depressing. It can be painful physically, emotionally. And you can handle it because you have before. Again, I, I mentioned using a journal to write these things down and how you came out the other side. And maybe you, maybe you don't think you were any uh, better off for it, or but you have survived. And if you look deep enough, you might see that you're better off for it. You might see if there were some little golden nuggets in there that you can just carry with you to know that difficulties and painful, challenging times will come. I'm not going to say if they come, they do come. Life will hand us challenges and curveballs, and we can still stand up and keep swinging. And it is in the hope, and it is in the evidence that you have done these challenging things before and come out the other side that will keep you going. I hope that if you aren't journaling yet, that you will start. And it doesn't have to be a lot of story about what's happening, but it can be points about this happened and I came through and, you know, give yourself that pat on the back. 
Maybe nobody else around you is going to do it. So do it for yourself. Be excited for what you have done so far and flip it around because we, you know, I say it over and over again, but the mind is made to lean toward the negative for survival. But we don't have to go totally into that fearful, scared lizard brain and let that take us over. We can use our executive functioning. We can use our our ability to self-reflect and see more. And so I want you to do that. And that comes from taking time to do it by having some time to do your journal, by having some time to do meditation. And my final word on meditation today is if you cannot do it for 20 minutes a day, do it for 10. If you cannot do it for 10 minutes a day, do it for five. If you cannot do it for five minutes a day, commit yourself to one minute a day of being with your breath going in and your breath going out. We need to come back to this place of the present moment and the breath will take us there every time. Rebecca, we are here for you. If you have questions you would like to send uh, specifically about something that's happening or you would like more help, you would be more than welcome to be in our group and have people help you along with this challenge as it unfolds and as you come through and come out the other side of it. I thank you so much for sending your question. And everyone, I look forward to your questions. You can send them to anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. That's it for today's episode. And before I read today's quote, I want to remind you that if you want more than what's offered here and more personal guidance, you might be ready for our group coaching membership program. It's a deeper dive into what you learn here on these episodes. Each month, you'll receive two anxiety clearing skill sheets sent in email. You'll also receive two live group coaching calls, which are recorded in case you can't attend. Those will help guide you through your challenges. And there's also a secret Facebook group for coach and community support every day, all month long. So if you're ready for more, go to anxietycoachespodcast.com slash group dash coaching and join today. I'd love to see you in the group. And now for today's quote. Faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. And that's from Martin Luther King Jr. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com. 